Good morning, this is Randy Landry, and this is my 105th podcast in Common Sense Ramblings in America. Today I'm going to continue to read from my travel book. I'm going to read chapter 17, which is travel by plane, and chapter 18, which is travel by ship, or in this case a cruise ship. Um, So without further ado, let me start reading. I have taken countless plane trips both in the U.S. and internationally. I have traveled with just carry-on luggage, and I traveled like a Maharaja with too damn many to count. And you know what? I hated every minute of the time I spent in those planes. The only time I really enjoyed my flight time was when I flew first class. So my point is that if you can afford to travel first class, do it. It will certainly make your trip less fatiguing and more enjoyable. But if you are a mere mortal like me, you are stuck flying coach, and that is okay, I guess. Let's face it, the plane portion of the trip is just to get us where we want to go as quickly as possible. To start with, if you have anything that you can't absolutely do without, pack it in your carry-on suitcase. This goes for medications, cameras, tablets, and so on. I also bring, at the very least, a fresh pair of underwear and socks or stockings or anything else you would need to make yourself comfortable if your luggage got lost. Trust me, it happens, and it does so all too frequently. One occasion, I flew to Florida for my father's funeral. All I had was one carry-on and a garment bag that contained my suit for the funeral that I chose to check in. Well, guess what? They lost my garment bag. I finally did get it in time for the funeral. You already know about my lost luggage in my Alaska trip. I know that there was a few more times that my luggage was misplaced. Unfortunately, I don't remember the particular details. When I put my luggage with check-in planned, I packed my luggage with check-in planned, I used large, heavy-duty canvas double bags. These bags weigh less than two pounds and are great for clothes and other unbreakable items. If I have breakable items to pack, I put them in padded cubes and surround them with my clothes and my books. I got in the habit of using duffel bags when I would go on my diving trips because I would rather utilize the allowable space for my lug stuff rather than for an overweight suitcase. Since I have done a lot of travel for a lot of varied reasons and purposes, I have way too many different suitcases, camera bags, and cases. I am sure that if you are an avid traveler, you are in the same boat. Remember, there is no right or wrong way to pack as long as your stuff gets to the destination safely and unbroken. There are countless websites and blogs devoted to packing your suitcases. I won't spend any real time discussing them. I will, however, bring up one example of my packing. I had planned on a trip to Thailand. Of course, my flight got all screwed up, and I had to go on a plane much smaller than planned. Even though my carry-on suitcase was supposed to be small enough for even a smaller plane, somebody lied. This plane's overhead compartments would barely hold a shoebox, let alone an overnight bag. Luckily, I had everything packed in individual cubes, so I was able to take out a few cubes from my carry-on duffel bag. With the context being less, I was able to compress the bag enough so that it would fit in the overhead compartment. The extra cubes fit under my seat, so the flight attendant was happy. In this case, my extremely conservative packing came in in handy. While doing a little internet surfing, I came across this nice posting on Airplane Essentials located in the following website, financebuzz.com. The article is entitled 25 Airplane Essentials You Should Never Travel Without. I thought a few of them were not useful, so I did not include the whole 25 below. You, Of course, you are welcome to check the site out. Even though I devoted a chapter to packing already, I want to include a few items that are for airplane trips in particular. Flying unprepared can be a disaster. Maybe you forget to pack your phone, haven't eaten in hours, and keep on nodding off 
and a shoulder to a stranger next to you, or maybe you're just bored, freezing, and annoyed with a cloud child a few rows back. We've all endured flights like this, but they're mostly avoidable if you pack the right things to keep you cozy and entertained. If you're going to go through the trouble of finding the cheapest airfare or using points to fly for cheap, take the extra step to pack items that will ensure you'll have a comfortable flight. Taking it a step further, earn some rewards on your purchases with the right credit cards. Here are the top travel accessories that you'll want readily available in your carry-on bag. Things to add to your plane packing list. Antibacterial wipes, a reusable water bottle, vitamin C, compression socks. I don't want to, how many times, I have to reiterate this over and over and over again, how important this is. This could be a life-threatening situation with blood clots. Bring compression socks, travel blanket, travel pillow, eye mask, a warm sweater, a hoodie, an Amazon Fire tablet or any other tablet or smartphone, a power bank, noise-canceling headphones, toothbrush, medication, TSA-friendly snacks. There is such a thing. I never knew that until now. Cable organizer, a K95 5-ply breathing filter disposal mask pack. Only with COVID-19 would this be necessary, but you never can tell where you're going to go um, where they may still require masks. Um, but most planes now have let up on that restriction. CDC vaccination cards. Some may places that may actually require um, proof of vaccination for COVID. So have them organized and can be protected. Leather passport case also with people with scanners, they can scan right through. Um, unprotected packets and pouches. Um, so these leather passport cases are shielded. A luggage scale, I've already talked about that. It is very important, um, especially if you pack close to your weight limit. Unless you are traveling to a familiar location or destination, bring along redundant maps and guides because you never know when you will lose service or juice on your electronics. For more information on packing, refer to my chapter seven. Even if you're wearing compression stockings, get out up every couple of hours and walk around. It's especially important if you are on a long international flight. You don't need your trip to be ruined by deep vein thrombosis or DVT. I have an ICU nurse and I have taken care of many patients with blood clots. Not only can the clots get lodged in your legs as DVTs, they can also float up into your lungs and cause pulmonary emboli or PE. Or go even further and cause an ischemic stroke. These maladies are a pretty high price to pay for a little sightseeing. So just get off your duff and walk around. Now that you've done everything that you possibly can do to be prepared for your flight, and you have all your goodies with you, make your flight more enjoyable. Just do it and have a great time. The great thing about going on a cruise is that there is no way for your luggage besides. I have never heard of a cruise ship sinking because somebody brought too many suitcases. I have been on only one cruise ship, so my experiences are somewhat limited. Our room, while nice, was below deck, so our view was restricted to a small round window or porthole. I always vowed if I were to go on a cruise ship again, that I would get a room with a better view. Though to be honest, I didn't spend a lot of time in my room, so I guess my decision will be based on what the price difference will be for a nicer room with a better view. I would love to actually take two more cruises, one in the Alaskan Fjords, and the second being a tour through the Mediterranean Sea. While it is true that I have only been on one cruise ship, I have made several overnight and weekend trips on large dive boats. But I must admit, no matter how nice the dive boat was, it did not compare to the cruise ship. 
Cruise ships are the ultimate in luxury. While we ran our asses off with each stop, many people opt to enjoy the ship and never leave the decks. There is much to be said for doing this because these ships are truly amazing. I also think you would be hard-pressed to partake of all the available activities on these mega ships. In the following portion of this chapter, I have included some of my experiences during my cruise. My one and only cruise was a 10-day jaunt to the Western Caribbean on board a Royal Caribbean cruise line ship. I took this voyage with my first wife, Tammy. One of the absolute coolest things on these cruises was their amazing cuisine and the ever-tasty daily tropical beverages. Every day they would have a different mixed tropical drink. They also had a two-story library on the ship as well, as more friends tend to do than you could possibly have had time for. So what my wife did is she spent most of her time in the cabin sleeping. The only time she would come out was for mealtime and when we arrived at our port of calls. If you are new to cruises, let me give you one piece of advice. Even if you have a time to schedule two excursions during your stay at the port, just do one. You'll be much happier. We scheduled two excursions on both of our ports. As a result, we ran around like maniacs and frankly, none of the excursions were worth the price of admission. Let me give you another piece of advice. Don't open up your refrigerator in your cabin unless you plan on taking out what you want. On our first day, my wife took out and looked at each bottle in the refrigerator. Each time you took out a bottle, you'd get billed for it. So we had to have our steward reset the whole refrigerator so we weren't billed for stuff we did not want. Even with all the crazy shit that happened on our cruise, we still had a great time. One thing to note, the divers in Jamaica are some of the worst drivers in the world. We did a raft cruise down the Martha Bray River. To get there, it is about an hour long drive each way. On the way there, you have to go on these narrow, windy, single lane roads, where when you arrive at a curve at the road, instead of slowing down, you speed up and honk your horn. During each of these curves in the road, you think you're going to die as your life flashes before your eyes. Frankly, by the end of the trip, I was bored of my life and I was begging to borrow someone else's life. As part of our cruise experience, we signed up for a couple of snorkeling adventures. Since I had not used my snorkeling gear in a while prior to the cruise, I bought new fin straps and a mast strap. My wife had never been snorkeling before, so she was the proud stripper to her new snorkel gear. In retrospect, I am happy that this event took place on our first snorkeling adventure where the water was only 10 to 15 feet deep. If it had happened on our second adventure, the water would have simply been too deep for me to retrieve our gear. Everything was going well, and we are having fun basically looking at nothing. What else can you expect from a cruise experience? When my wife tugs in my arm, I look over her and she points down to the bottom of the water where a snorkel is resting comfortably there. So I being a skilled snorkeler, execute a perfect fin kick maneuver and off comes one of my fins. The extra stress created by the mover broke the already brittle fin strap. So now our snorkel gear had company one of my fins. Okay, no problem. I still have, after all, one fin. So I executed the maneuver again flawlessly as before, only to now have my other fin resting at the bottom with its partner. So Houston, now we have a problem. As part of the snorkel experience, we required to wear snorkel vests. These vests always have trapped air left in them, so I had extra buoyancy as well as having no fins. And I might add out, I was not in the greatest of shape at this time. So I basically had to work my ass off to retrieve those fins in my wife's snorkel. Finally, I was successful. Now I had to swim back to shore so I could replace my fin straps. I had left the new straps to my gear bag on the beach. Well, no sooner I had put on the new straps, I was back to where my wife was snorkeling. Then the cruise horn honk started blowing, signaling that we were out of time. What the hell? Needless to say, I was none too happy. Each night, we enjoyed an elegant meal in the main dining room. To enhance our dining pleasure, we had a set seating list, which meant we shared our dining experiences with the same people every night. 
This way we can discuss our daily experiences with people that we are at least familiar with. This is great if you like your partners. It just so happened that we liked our other two couples at our table, so that worked out. I guess if that was not the case, we could have requested a change. I'm sure they had plans for this contingency. One thing I enjoyed doing was walking on the main deck each evening after we finished our main meal. It was nice to feel the wind blowing in our hair and the smell of the salt air. Every large luxury cruise ship has ample activities depending on your interests. It is, if it is trying different cuisines, the ship I was on had 13 different restaurants covering just about every taste imaginable. There was a health spa and a gym. There was a rock climbing wall on the back of the smokestack, and there was also a track to run or walk on. There were even several pools, including one that was salt water, kept at the sea temperature so you could become acclimated to the water temperature. There was gambling and several shows, including movies. It seemed that we did not partake in many of the evening festivities, so we were so tired from all the daily activities that we fell asleep quite early. What is great about these ships is that you can pace yourself. You can do as little or as much as you want. Since I have a sensitive stomach, I was worried that I would not tolerate all the rich foods. This was not a problem for me. Since I never once got sick or had diarrhea, I was amazed. One of the simplest pleasures that we enjoyed was that each afternoon when we came back to our room, our personal attendant, after tidying it up, would leave some kind of ornate figure out of a couple of, made out of a couple of towels. I don't know if that was standard practice or just a little special thing. All I know is a nice touch. You could not ask for better service. Everyone was so friendly on the ship. If you ever get the opportunity to take a cruise, do it.